0: Welcome to the Noble 8 Podcast, Ape Reality. I'm Tom Barbalay, and this serves as the July 2008 mail-out. Well, I had recorded a long podcast for this mail-out, and I was halfway through editing it when some of the information associated with it changed quite dramatically, so I thought I have either two options. Either I edit out the section that's changed and re-record a little additional bit, or I re-record the entire podcast. And as I talked at great length about a series of things which no longer seem important in the previous recording, I thought I'd just shorten it down. So, news for this month. Well, obviously, Floss Weekly was the big news early on in the month and aside from a lot of new subscriptions i had minimal feedback from folks that heard the floss weekly interview so if you've heard the floss weekly interview and subscribed to ape reality based on that interview please get in contact with me i always like to hear from new listeners particularly if you have questions or feedback or things you'd like to hear in this podcast it does make the podcast formats fly along a lot more and moreover i give priority to answering questions which means i'll probably record more ape realities if i'm emailed more questions associated with noble ape so if you have subscribed based on Floss Weekly, please get in contact. The only real feedback I got was a fellow who contacted the OSI board, and the OSI board controls open source licensing with regards to the Noble Ape license. Now, the Noble Ape license is based on the Ravenbrook license. Ravenbrook is a memory management company in the UK. The company I worked for in the UK I had some association with, and I used the Ravenbrook license associated with Noble Ape because it contained three things that I liked brevity, biodiversity, and copyleft. To explain these things, brevity just means that people will actually read the license. Biodiversity means that the license isn't associated with any one particular company, and copyleft means that if parts of the source code go proprietary, they need to go in a different branch, basically, to the one that is being released publicly, and the contributions need to go back into the publicly released version. So, I thought I had a brief, biodiverse copyleft license. However, the OSI has a series of licenses that are the only licenses that they've approved, and none of them fitted those categories well some of them fitted two out of three of the categories some of them fitted one out of three of the categories but there was no license that fitted all three of those properties which you'd think would be feedback to the osi board that they need to actually produce a license which is brief copyleft and biodiverse but they don't have that license so the only option that i could find in terms of an osi board approved license is the mit license because this month has been sufficiently packed i haven't had the opportunity to change the noble ape open source license however i will probably do it in the next release just got a lot more other things going on currently that seem to take up more of my time another interesting point the need i guess to do publicity other than podcasts over the past year or so well really from the shrink wrap radio and podcast 411 i have had some priority in terms of doing podcast related publicity i think basically i've covered most of the bases that i possibly do in terms of podcast related publicity aside from getting on something like twit the actual twit podcast as opposed to Floss Weekly. But aside from that, I think I've pretty well scoured the podcasting publicity heights that one could with regards to Biota and Noble Ape. And I think there's probably a world out there that could be better discovered by things like publishing and potentially also publications like New Scientist and Scientific American. More on that in following months. So, this month has been pretty well defined with regards to writing. Over the past ten days, which is why there haven't been two Biota lives recently, I was asked by Dick Gordon to write a Rush chapter and I wrote a chapter for his book which covers a number of topics that we've been discussing through Bio to Live and also through this podcast, and also things that I've been thinking about, particularly with regards to the defunking of the contemporary technical singularity movement. And really, that comes back from the Shrink Wrap Radio interview. So, if folks haven't heard the Shrink Wrap Radio interview, go to slash Tom and you will see a link through to the Shrink Wrap Radio interview. So, I've been talking about these things for, uh, well, since December last year, really, I've been writing on them earlier than that. So, the Dick Gordon chapter contains three pre Previous book chapters in terms of uh, what I called Life and Binary which was the book project that I was working on about 18 months ago and Welcome to the Simulation which is actually the title of the Dick Gordon chapter which I was working on about maybe 8 months ago 9 months ago and also the original Dick Gordon book chapter which funnily enough had to be concatenated into this new chapter which I was working on about 5 or 6 months ago so I've taken 3 bits of writing that had previously been in far more extended forms and kind of put them all together into something that I thought might be published and I got the news on Friday night. that Dick Gordon really liked the chapter. What I'm going to do is talk a little bit about the chapter in this week coming's bio to live. Since I cancelled the previous two bio to lives based on writing the chapter, so I'll talk a little bit about the chapter in next week's bio to live. And thus avoid expanding on it too much here, bar to say a lot of stuff was covered, a lot of material was covered in this particular chapter. And my hope is that it can be published outside this book in another form because I think it has a good overlap. In addition to this, I have been doing the nature-inspired no informatics peer review. And and I have to get something done after I finish this podcast associated with that. It will be interesting to see whether the Noble 8 chapter will be peer review accepted. I think having spent so much time worrying about the Dick Gordon chapter, my feeling is that there are four possibilities. Accepted, unedited, accepted minor edits, accepted major edits, not accepted. And out of those four possibilities, I can see probably three of them being far more likely than being unaccepted. I think it was sufficiently well written with sufficient background, that I shouldn't have too much trouble with that. But there's always that one in for possibility. And it's made me think a lot recently about what I do with regards to my writing, particularly if you think about the Dick Gordon book chapter being three previous chapters that I put a considerable amount of effort in. The first one, Life in Binary, I spent many months. I mean, if you go back to the 2007 related podcast, even the late 2006 related podcast, you get an impression that a large portion of my noble ape development time had actually been taken up by writing these chapters. So it begs the question what the benefit of these chapters are if ultimately the noble ape development is losing out in the medium term. Long term maybe it might be a benefit but in the medium term a general loss Nature-inspired informatics I feel more pragmatic about because it is actively describing some aspect of the Noble 8 development in a way that seems to be very productive and seems to have been asked for by a number of people so I'm less fussed by that Noble 8 development well I have been using the Coco development as a means of kind of juxtaposing my previous writing however the Dick Gordon book chapter was just such a rush request that I dropped everything per stopping by to live for two weeks only minimal Coco up there in terms of the development towards a full Cocoa version however ironically in communicating with the OSI board Ernie Probacar who has been a long-term evangelist of Ape at Apple is an advisor to the OSI board so I actually spoke to Dr Ernie on the phone this month which is the first time I've ever spoken to him which was really nice actually he mentions he may actually listen to this podcast I wasn't sure whether he was referring to the Floss Weekly interview or whether he was referring to Ape Reality but Dr Ernie if you're listening to Ape Reality I'm uh, looking forward to meeting you in person sometime in the future and yeah he seems like a really nice guy really good level of intensity which all noble ape related evangelists need to have in addition to that not a lot else associated with noble ape development there are certain aspects that i'd like to be tuning in the next month or two but i need to clear the nature inspired informatics review which i could do by the end of today but probably will take a few more days and of course a return of biota live this week coming we'll hear from bruce damer with regards to his time in the uk plus a wide variety of other topics including my chapter in dick gordon's book so thank you very much for tuning into this podcast any questions any comments if you're new to this podcast from listening to Floss Weekly and you'd like to suggest topics by all means do Tom at NobleApe.com I love receiving topics I love receiving emails from listeners there's also a group on Facebook a wide variety of groups actually there's a group associated with Biota there's a group associated with this podcast Ape Reality and then there's a group associated with Noble Ape users thinkers and influencers which is a separate Facebook group if you do want to contact me and befriend me on Facebook please send me a message just saying that you did it through NobleApe or Biota or the Floss Weekly interview or something like that it just makes it easier to work out where people are coming from and that you're not some crazed stalker or something like that so thank you very much for tuning into this podcast look forward to tuning into the next podcast